used to love the Boundary Waters Canoe Area. My first trip was especially interesting. We hit the first half mile portage at about 10 at night and soon passed a group who was carrying a man out and rushing him to a hospital. Oh man, what was I getting into, I thought. We traveled all night long down narrow waterways and portages. The fishing was great, the stars were brighter than I had ever seen, and from then on the wilderness was my rock. The thing I hoped for that would get me through the long jobs my dad gave me, like painting the garage or scraping the house trim. Putting windows all day was endured because I had something to look forward to. It's like waking up Monday morning and thinking, it's a bummer, but Friday's coming. We seem to get through the boring or even painful times when we have some kind of a footing, a rock that we can stand our ground on that assures us better times are ahead. Everyone has something that they fall back on when life gets rough. Some things work for a while and some make life worse in the end, but to have a refuge that always works and never fails is a true treasure. What we trust in the most will be our rock and our pride and joy. Thus says the Lord, let not the wise man glory in his wisdom, neither let the mighty man glory in his might, let not the rich man glory in his riches, but let him that glories glory in this, that he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, which exercise loving kindness, judgment, and righteousness in the earth, for in these things I delight, saith the Lord. That's Jeremiah chapter 9, verse 23 and 24. Satan's temptation of Jesus focused on Jesus' identity. If you are the Son of God, he would say. It's the same kind of identity crisis that the tempter has thrown at the so-called wise, who think that gender identity, for example, will solve their identity crisis. But the devil also focused his best efforts on the power he thought he could give Jesus. Think of it. The hardest temptations that the devil used to try to destroy the very creator of the universe, he has also used on American youth and politicians in 2021. Our nation has fallen for moral relativism where people think that they can decide for themselves what's right and wrong. That's exactly the temptation that caused Adam and Eve to fall into sin and to spread death throughout humanity. Today they take their own words more seriously than they take the words of the Maker of the universe. It's a horrible exaltation of self and the idolatry of glorifying man instead of God. The other day I saw my daughter write about her husband on his birthday. He's my rock, she said. I couldn't get my mind off those words, and last night in bed I fell asleep with the words, The Lord is my rock and my fortress, my refuge and deliverer. I had that sense of a relationship to such words as from the one who is as intimate with me as my own spouse, yet more so. He's not a distant friend who superintends over an earth that I just happen to be in. His angels are always on guard over my own life. He knows intimately my heart's meditations, fears, and hopes. And he's not there as a judge waiting for the chance to point out something wrong. He's not the moral police. He's the one who already knows my desperate need for deliverance. 
The other day I got a little upset. I was having my morning yogurt with the little cup of dry goodies, you know, that you open and, and tip into the yogurt, and it slipped and spilled all over my bathrobe. I uttered my displeasure, and the dog took off. Now, we've had several dogs over the years, but none like the personality of this Australian shepherd. She's so energetic, yet true to their breed's description, she is very sensitive to our moods like none other we've been around. If I just sigh and then look up, there she is, intently studying my mood. This day, she was just staring at me, waiting for me to call her over. She wanted reassurance that everything was okay. I realized that my wife and I are her world. She looks to us as her family, her rock, so to speak, and her very life. Our existence is her existence. Her glory, so to speak, is who and what we are. There's an old song from the third psalm that says, The Lord is a shield for me, the glory and the lifter of my head. There have been so many tough times that I didn't know how life was going to pan out. I didn't know what to do, and I just couldn't figure out how to fix it. But God has been my growing hope since I accepted His Word and His Spirit's call. Because His promises are absolutely true and more sure than the rising of the sun, I can choose to think His thoughts instead of my own. He lifts up my head, my mind, with all of its crazy directions and brings me peace. It could be that time we were stuck in the desert in Mexico with our family and the fifth wheeler in tow and no one in sight, or that day in Russia where a street gang was determined to threaten us and shut down our outreach, the time when the police stopped us in Mexico City and said unless we paid a big bribe, we'd lose our brand new truck and be taken to jail, or when we were told they were going to confiscate our home, the day the man died in church after preaching about healing, or maybe the day that the doctor came in and said your newborn grandchild's life is in imminent danger. The many, many times I've been called to the bedside of a dying friend. In all of our life crisis, God has always been faithful. At the end of each story, Jesus is standing by my side with a new testimony of his faithfulness to declare in the courtroom of my mind when the devil is trying to persecute and prosecute me. Jesus said he is the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. As I look back at the pathway of my life with him, it started with his promises, and up to this day, he's there. He's my ending to every story and every challenge. The trail of hope that he has forged over years of experience has shown me that he is the end of the story, the final word in the trial, and the victory in every race to outrun fear. There are absolutes in this world, you see. Everything is not relative. Ben Shapiro recently said, There is no such thing as your truth. There is only truth, and then there's your opinion. God is absolute, and nothing can change the truth that is who He is and what He has given us. And since He is absolute, without question or even a shadow of turning, then when He says He will turn my sorrow into joy, that's an absolute hope that no man, no devil, and no army can change. He is the end, not death, 
not threats, not lies, and not the worst that devils or sicknesses can do. Knowing that is what makes him the lifter of my head, my refuge from fear, my fortress to defend from every enemy of my peace. This makes him my rock in any unsure footing. I am apparently my dog's rock. She looks to me to gauge her peace in what is around the next corner. More so is Jesus a close friend, who will never leave or forsake any of us. James says that with God, there is no variableness or even shadow of turning. All of the universe is constantly changing, but His Word and our hope is sure and unchanging. It is because of this that we can understand God saying through the prophet Jeremiah, Let a man not glory in his wisdom, power, or riches, but let him be lifted up by the fact that he knows who I am. Even when ancient Israel was trembling before God, when they realized that they had suffered greatly because of their sin, the prophet said, Stop weeping for your sins. Rejoice in the Lord, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. It's like an utter shock to the soul to realize that God wants us to have peace in every storm, even the ones that we have caused, and that He wants us to rejoice against everything that the devil and sin has done to us in this world. He will have the last word in every assault on our lives, and it is our privilege to enjoy that and let his victory over death itself define the end to every life challenge. That is truly a refuge in all of life. Listen, if the day Jesus was crucified could be called Good Friday, then it's like the old sermon about Easter. It may be your Friday, but Sunday's coming. We live in a world of unsure foundations. Loss of a job, a loved one, our reputation, or our health can cause permanent sorrow without the unchanging God as our rock. With crumbling national freedom and worry about our children's future in America, God is still our first and last. He was the beginning and he will be the ending. 